The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got the help that you need it. Zamzo's really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home. Cause nobody knows. Like Zamzo's. News Talk 670 KBOI. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk 670 KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is your Zamzo's Garden Show, and I am your host, Nolan Guthrie, and it is another beautiful Saturday. I'm so happy that uh, the smoke's cleared out. We've had a few days of uh, just beautiful blue skies, and uh, it's a great way to start a Labor Day weekend. I hope uh, you all are going to get a chance to you know spend a little bit of time off if you uh, are in a position to... Uh, enjoy that uh, real quick. Just Zamzo's is will be open on Monday. So uh, if you're planning on doing some work around the house this weekend, you'll still be able to come in on Monday and pick up some of those things if you want to get some of those projects done, because there's certainly a lot of things to think about, a lot of things we can still do. And uh, we'll we'll be we'll be there for you, so you can come by any Zamzos all the way all through the entire weekend. Uh, and I, I'm sure a lot of you are heading out of town. Haven't quite decided what I'm going to do for the Labor Day weekend. I think I got to work on Monday anyway. I just said we're open, so it sounds like I'm working. Uh, but you know, you still got some time this weekend to do a little bit of work. And you know, maybe I'll do something in the yard. But I really want to get out to uh, really want to get out and get into a hike. But uh, We'll see if that happens, but there's a lot of stuff going on this time of year. If you want to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. I know there's a lot of questions, a lot of things that people are concerned about and are happening, so you can do that at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOY. And uh, real quick, I want to start off by letting everybody know um, it's. I'm, I'm really excited to, I, I think I mentioned it last week, but... Uh, I'll probably be mentioning it again a couple of times over the next few weeks, but Frisbee Fest is back, and uh, I could not be more excited. Zamzo's Frisbee Fest is a really fun event uh, that is free for the public to come out to Ann Morrison Park. It is on September 18th, and if you want to uh, enroll your dog or uh be a part of the contest. It's only a $15 entry fee and you do get some uh, cool swag for just signing up. And it's a, it's a blast. Even if you don't win, you're going to have fun. Your dog's going to be the star for just uh, you know a moment and everybody's going to clap for them. It doesn't matter if they win or lose, they're going to be a winner. And the event is a lot of fun. Uh, it's, you know, it's been, a, a, I've been a part of the, the marketing team for about, uh, gosh, I, I always forget. It's probably like six years, seven years now. And uh, I get to go and help set up and be a part of the entire thing. And I have enjoyed it more and more every year. I did a, a 
a, a video with uh, an old, or I shouldn't say old, uh, <laughs> a past winner. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, a past winner. Sorry, Carrie Stenick. Uh <laughs> I didn't mean to call you old. Uh, but she, uh, she and her dog, Phoebe, won a number of years ago, and she's just been a great advocate for us. But I did a video interview with her, so if you want to uh, get uh, a little bit of a taste of Frisbee Fest, uh, we got to toss the Frisbee to her dog, Phoebe, and it was a lot of fun. You can find that on our YouTube channel, and it'll be on Facebook, I think, here in just a little bit. It'll get posted. I scheduled that out for just after this afternoon. So a lot of fun. Frisbee Fest. Definitely check it out. If you want to register, you can do that at any 13 Zamzos. They have your your forms there and can take care of all that stuff. Or if you want to download the form, you can do that at Zamzos.com. And uh, there is a big picture right on the front there. has your download link. You can download it and bring it into the store whenever you get. And then you want to bring it into the store because you can get your Frisbee right now. And that's the official Frisbee for the contest. And uh, you'll be able to start practicing and getting used to that one. So definitely check it out. Frisbee Fest, September 18th at 11 a.m. at Ann Morrison Park. It's a blast. Bring the kids. They will have an, a tremendous time. And uh, it's it's just a lot of fun. A really fun day. I will be taking that day off from the radio show, so I won't be here that on September 18th. We'll do a pre-recorded show because I will be down there. So uh, the other thing I wanted to mention uh, before we really get into some of the, the today's topics, we have uh, trees and shrubs are still on sale for 40% off. Uh, that goes through the 10th. So if you've got some uh, projects, some landscaping that you want to do, now is a great time to do it. Fall is, uh, we're well, not quite to fall yet, but... We're getting close. Fall is a f- tremendous time to plant. Uh, it's probably my preferred time to plant because all your trees and shrubs are kind of going into dormancy. So it's a really easy transition for them to go into dormancy and get put into a new place. It reduces the stress of planting and they get all winter to really recover from that transplant. And they're going to come out next year and they're going to be in great shape. So Definitely consider that. There's still plenty of uh, stock available. I know at our Chinon store, I was there just the other day, and they have lots of trees and shrubs available, lots of really good stuff to choose from. So if you need to fill in some areas, you're doing something new, you know, uh, a lot of folks I know uh, getting into new houses probably didn't have their backyards done. So this is a great opportunity to get your, your backyard filled in. Uh, so that's where what we got going on at the Zamzos this weekend and uh, I hope you can take advantage of some of that that big sale and uh, get some really nice landscaping put in. All right, so if you want to be a part of the show, put the number out real quick, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Those phone lines are open. I'd love to answer your calls and get into any of those questions that you might have. Uh, One thing I wanted to... So here's where I want to start today. Uh, I I was looking this up because I'd been hearing that... uh, it was going to be coming up soon, and it's early, but it looks like uh, irrigation shutoff for at least Nampa and Meridian, I'm sure it's going to be the same for Boise, is going to be happening on Tuesday, uh, just this next Tuesday, which is about a month early. Typically, it's a, a bit later towards September or October, uh, but it irrigation is getting shut off early. Um, quite a bit earlier than I think I've ever seen it shut off. I feel like a number of years ago when I was at the Eagle store, um, there was an early shut off. Uh, but it hasn't happened for a long time. And this year, um, you know, we just didn't get a lot of rain this spring. And that seems to be, uh, from what I can tell and what I've read, that that's been our biggest cause uh, for this drought. It sounded like we had normal snowpacks. And, you know, a lot of things seemed to be, 
in a normal condition until spring hit and it just did not rain. And so that depleted that. We didn't get that reserve of water. And so we're struggling from that. And, it, and they're saying we might be struggling with it for a while. So there's a lot of stuff to talk about. And I'd love to hear like what your concerns are uh, with your lawn and your landscape over the next couple of years or even the next couple of weeks because the, the water is getting turned off. And, uh, you know, we, we might be looking at some time where it looks like we might be getting into the 90s again before it really starts cooling off. And I want to tell you, I hope that they're wrong. <laughs> I really don't want those weather reports to be right. I want us to start cooling down. I am ready for fall. And, uh, and we'll get into that here in just a little bit. But looks like we got a phone call already from uh, Connie in Meridian. Connie, how are you doing? How can I help you today? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. I I need some advice on my boxwood hedge that I have in my front yard. And when is the last, when is the latest date that I can trim that back without having it go into real heavy growth stage? Have I passed that mark? Um, No, I don't think so. Actually, um, you mean like if you trim it and it starts to grow again? Yeah, I don't want it to get, you know, tons of new growth on it coming into the winter right um you know with a boxwood they're they're evergreen so i think if you do it now you're not going to get very much growth off of it right now there uh even uh, you could even go back i would say you could go uh into october uh before as i think last frost is october or first frost i should say is usually like october like mid-october so i would say you could go as late as the first part of october um and what that would do is it's going to be cool enough by then for sure that you could prune it and you'd get a number of weeks for those cuts to heal properly which would prevent any frost, potential frost damage. You don't want to do it too close to that frost because that new wound will be um, still kind of open and not calloused over. So if you go too close to the frost, that could cause some some freeze damage into those freshly cut branches. Uh, but if you do it just, uh, I would say, early, you know, first to early October, you should be fine and, and shouldn't have any issues. Okay, well, that's the plan, and thank you on yeah, that. You bet. Thanks for the call, Connie. Uh, appreciate that. Actually, are you still there, Connie? I was going to ask yes. you how uh, how the uh, uh, what were you were lupins. Have your lupins been doing all right, or did they did they they uh, get a lot of uh, powdery mildew? They got a lot of powdery mildew, <laughs> and what I did is I went and I cut a lot of the damaged leaves off and just left the new ones. Yeah you know, come up in the plant and, you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. I, we, we planted some lupins, uh, this spring is are actually it was more like in the summer um and they did really well and they are getting some water on them and i noticed a little bit of powdery mildew on ours but i don't know if there's really a great way to stop it i mean other side it seems like even if they're bone dry they'll still they can still get powdery mildew it's just one of those things on those guys it's just they just yeah, so i just yeah they come back every year it yeah take them out but you know i definitely keep an eye on them yeah I wonder, yeah, I'm, I think next year I'm going to try to really almost force feed them, give them some extra fertilizer and see if they don't just keep growing out of it almost. Yeah, keep a, get ahead of it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, I've, I've got tons of 
mushrooms in my lawn, and I wish I could eat them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm Honestly, there with you, Connie. I wish, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there I don't think they're going to be ones you want to eat, but I yeah, I'm with you there. I wish I had morels growing in my backyard, but I, you know, yeah, I, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't sound like it quite works. You know, we were talking to I don't remember if it was this year or it was uh some other time there was a, a mushroom grower over in like Twin Falls area and he contacted me or I think he called because he was listening to the show, and we—I don't think we ever got anything going. But he had some really cool things, and I'm going to try to get back in there because if you can get a culture of you know edible, like tasty mushrooms growing in your backyard, that just sounds amazing. I've eaten so many more mushrooms the last few weeks, and uh, they are just so good. <laughs> they are. They're they're nature's candy. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Thanks for the call, Connie. Yeah, you don't want to eat the wrong one. No, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, you definitely got to be careful. Appreciate the call, Connie. It sounds like we got to go to a break. We will be back. If you want to be a part of the show, give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670-KBOI. Hi, this is Jim Zamzo, and now through Labor Day, at the close of business, all trees and shrubs at all 13 Zamzos are on sale for 40% off, and all pottery, both indoor and outdoor, is 30% off. Plus, Labor Day weekend is a great time to plant. Our days are warm, while at the same time, our nights and mornings are cooling off, which makes for nice growing weather. Selection varies from store to store, but all 13 Zamzos have trees and shrubs ready to go in the ground right now. And when it comes to pottery, we We've got a great selection, but at 30% off, it does sell fast, so shop now for best selection. Labor Day is also a great time to add compost and fresh planting mix to your flower beds. And right now, both Zamzo's Compost Plus and Garden and Planting Mix are on sale when you buy three bags of the same product. But don't wait, this sale ends Monday Labor Day at 7 p.m. So shop now and save big at all 13 Zamzo's. News talk doesn't have to be boring. Weekday mornings at 5, it's Casper and Chris on 670 KBOI. All right, we are back for part two of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie, and I would love to talk to you today. If you want to give us a call, you have some questions about your lawn, your garden, your trees, your shrubs, whatever's going on, I'd love to talk to you about it. Give me a call, 208-336-3700. Or one eight hundred five two nine KBOI. We got a phone call during the break, and it looks like we've got Patrick in Boise on the line. Patrick, how's it going? How can we help you today? Hi, Nolan. Appreciate you. Appreciate your uh, show. You guys are do a great job. I have a you. question for you that I don't think I've ever heard addressed. Okay. I've uh, done a container garden for a number of years with a tremendous success for the most part, but I'm a little tired of of. Uh, you know, having to water it and and just the challenge dealing with the heat. So I'm going to go to a raised bed now in my yard, and I want to do a low-profile raised bed, so maybe no more than about a foot high. And the question I have is, do I need to remove the turf, or can I leave the turf in and then put my topsoil and my uh, organic matter and garden mix in there on top of the grass? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Uh and I so there's a couple of different ways to think about it. You you can you can leave you can leave the turf there, right? You my the thing that I would worry about is you're only a foot of soil is a good amount of soil. 
I think you're still going to get some grass that it's going to end up coming in there. So really, I yeah, I I don't think you, you're going to kill and smother a lot of it, but chances are some of it's going to start creeping up along the edges and in the side and the sides. And so I would do, um, I would certainly do some. I mean, maybe what you can do is just wherever you pick your spot, m- mow it really low, and then just like, um almost edge it, you know, like take your, your string trimmer and then just, just scalp the, you know, you know what out of it, you know, just really get down to it so that you're really taking a lot of it out and getting down almost to the soil and raking it out some, I'm not saying you got to cut the turf out, but get it down as low as you can and then get that soil on top of it. You know, don't, don't let it be, uh, you know, more than, a couple of days before you get the soil on top of it. You don't want to let it start regrowing, but that will, I think in effect, take care of it all. And especially around those edges. And you might even give yourself a little bit of, uh, an edge, say, take like your, uh, you could probably do it with, um, this is a tool that I don't think a lot of people have anymore, but a half moon edger. Um, you know, if you've got something, yeah, something like that. And just cut around the outside of the box as well. Um, and maybe even kind of give your, when you put the, the box in, you know, maybe build it a little bit more than a foot, put the box kind of recessed into the ground a little bit. Um, and that'll help prevent any root that might try to come up because those grass roots can be really, um, for lack of a better word, intelligent. (laughs) I mean, they're not, you know, but they'll, they'll get into places. And I think if you give yourself, you know, really cut it down and give yourself a little bit of depth where you place that box. I think you can really prevent any of that grass coming down, but you don't have to cut it, cut it out. I'm sure there are people who have just straight up put it on top of grass that was growing, but I would still get it as low as I can. Um, Cause yeah, you know, throw this at you. Yeah. The, the, the grass I know is a long, is a very long rooted rhizome grass. Mm-hmm. So I was concerned about that and I was contemplating doing exactly what you're saying. But then I was thinking about if it was possible <clears throat> to go over it once it's scalped down to go over it with a, like a natural product like vinegar and let it sit this year. And I don't know if that would help oh. to, um, you know, you see what I'm saying? Not yeah. kill the grass, I guess kill the grass in another, that's really yeah. what I'm saying. But no, I, yeah. Um, um, yeah, you do that, and then that would better assure that the grass doesn't come up next year. Yeah, and you know what you might even do um, in addition to that? Vinegar would be a great natural solution for you know a weed killer or, or you know a plant killer in that case. Um, but if you're going to go through the winter, put like um, put almost uh, you could use like cardboard or some sort of biodegradable uh, fabric. Um, in that spot and then tack it down around your corners. And then when you're ready to put it in, um, then you can take that off. If there's any remaining, you could even use plastic. That's a, uh, what they would call solarization. Usually they do it for like bugs and stuff, but it's the same principle. Um, but that would kind of almost suffocate anything from that might wanting to come in and, uh, and should kind of almost like, you know, like fry it, you know, essentially that. So if yeah. you use a clear plastic, that's the UV still goes oh, sure. through it and it traps that heat and lets that UV get in there and can kill it. But I think those that in combination would definitely take care of it for sure. Well, yeah, I had a piece of clear plastic that I had on the grass after doing some painting. And by the end of the afternoon, you could see where it was burnt that's by right. the next day. Yeah, it was burnt. Um, the other thing too is real quickly and I'll, 
uh, get, let the next caller come in. But no with worries. such a low profile raised bed, amending that soil annually, um, uh, I'm not going to have much option other than, you know, either uh, something like I don't I don't know some granulars to add to it and so forth. But um, I, before I've always emptied out my. Uh, containers about three core or two thirds of the way, and then add a uh, organic matter in that, and that's what made these my my success with that garden so successful with the uh, yeah. containers. But what do I do on amending the soil when I have a low profile uh, raised bed? So you could do something similar uh, where you take some of it out and just replace it with some new compost, but really just or new organic material. You're going to see, you know, you're going to a lot of that's going to burn off and it's going to, you know, degrade and you're going to be able to put some more on top of it. Probably not as much as you really want. But what you might do is do you have a compost pile that you've started? I haven't done it yet. So you might consider doing that and just take, because that will be good soil to start a compost pile. You know, you don't just want um, what that will, what that soil is going to have is good microfauna that can go into a compost pile and really kind of speed up that decomposition process. So you're not really, right. it, it, it'll, it'll get going a lot fast, almost like a, you know, a homemade compost starter at that point. Um, but you can do something similar, and uh, what you might consider is uh, if you want something that is good organic material that's not as like fluffy and uh, bulky, humigreen. Put humigreen as yeah, absolutely. Hum- you, you bet. Yeah, humigreen would be a tremendous uh, organic material to add. It's not going to add a lot of volume, but packs a right, punch in right. what it's pr- providing for the plants. Well, that sounds like a great idea, and I've added that to the raised bed or to the uh, uh, container gardens. Okay, well, I appreciate that. You've given me uh, some good advice to go on here. All right. Good luck with that, Patrick. I appreciate it. Love to hear about it next year, how it goes. And uh, that took up a whole segment. That's awesome. (laughs) Great conversation with Patrick there. All right. Hey, if you want to be a part of the show, give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show. We'll be right back. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Joss Zamzo, and with Labor Day being this Monday, lots of folks are coming to Zamzo's to get propane for their barbecue grills and campers. And if you're like me, sometimes you wait until the steaks are half-cooked, only to find out you're about to run out. And if you've been doing propane tank exchange, of course you want to use up all the propane in the tank before you turn it in for a full one. Well, at all 13 Zamzo's, we offer propane tank exchange, which is a quick and easy way to do it for sure. But what a lot of people don't know is we can actually refill your existing propane tanks as well. And it will save you about 10 bucks versus doing an exchange but my favorite part about refilling your tank versus exchanging it is you don't have to wait until it's empty you can just bring it by for a top off when it feels like you're getting low and as my grandpa bernie used to say it's just as easy to keep the top half full as the bottom so come to zamzo's and refill your propane tanks now we're open weeknights including labor day until 7 p.m saturdays till 6 and sundays 10 to 5 nobody knows like zamzo's Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part three of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. And if you'd like to be a part of the show, you can give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. I'm sure everybody is 
out and about doing things. You know, you're either, it's like Labor Day weekend, it's either you're staying home, working on projects, or you're getting out of town and, you know, doing a different kind of project, I guess. You're getting to do some camping or whatever it might be. So I hope you get to enjoy that time. And uh, there's a lot of things to talk about. So this is um, this was actually kind of interesting. I, I didn't really kind of clue into this until I was driving into the studio, but I had um, I had a dream this this last night, um, or it might have been early this morning. I don't know when the dream happened in my course of sleep, um, but I very vividly remember my dream being of zinnias, and I was it was weird. Because I don't think I've ever had a plant dream before, at least not one I can remember. Uh, so it was kind of odd for me, and that I remembered it is always another thing that's you know kind of interesting as well. But I had this dream of zinnias, and they were very tall, like they were like, I'm a tall person, and so they were like chest height. And I don't think like do zinnias get four to five feet high anyway? I don't remember. But I was it was just kind of reminding me how much I really like zinnias. Um, but I never plant. I've never planted them, and I think I was. Uh, I ended up going to the fair last weekend, and the only part of it that I enjoyed was one. Well, there was two parts of it that I enjoyed at the fair. One of them was that you know my kids had fun, um, even though it was hot and uh, you know whatever the fair is. Um, but I did get to go into the uh, the place where they have all the flower arrangements and all the you know all the prizes that people put in and. You know, they've got all the vegetables laid out and who got first prize and the jalapeno peppers and um, and all the flower arrangements and, you know, just the cut flowers. They have so many different prizes that you can, you know, go for. And I remember uh, I remember the zinnias and I was thinking, man, I should really plant those because I love them so much, but I've never I've never planted them. So I just wanted to throw this question out there. What are you looking forward to? next year i almost feel like it was like an inception sort of thing if you remember that movie where maybe my wife was entering my dream and like implanting this idea of me planting zinnias i think i would just want that to be like a reality but um and that my my that becca would only use it to make me plant flowers next year Uh, but I'd love to hear about like what you want to do next year. Uh, what, you know, something that you're just excited to plant or, you know, change in your landscape. So if you think about that, give us a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. We have a call from Mo in McCall. Mo, how's it going? How can I help you today? Hi. Well, I hope you can. Um, I live uh, north of McCall about 15 miles and, uh, we're about 4,000 feet. Yeah. And I like our, my yard wild, so we've yeah. cut a few trees, but mainly left it. And I've cut some uh, paths for uh, fire prevention. Mm-hmm. The question is, uh, the ground's very irregular in places, and I'd like to run a rototiller, and I know nothing about it. And so my what I'm thinking is, I'm just going to, rototill the weeds into the ground and if they i then sow seeds on top am i next spring gonna get nothing but weeds um so should i wait till spring and rototill kill everything first you know with some kind of uh pre-emergent and then yeah. what, How do I handle all that? Yeah. So, what are you? What's your ultimate goal with? Are you just trying to clear the area, or you're trying to get different plants to grow in those spots? I want to get. I don't mind 
uh, weeds here and there and wildflowers. I love the, uh, the, the, some of the wildflowers we get. Yeah. But uh, I'm tired of looking at bare dirt in uh, an awful lot of the yard. Yeah. And uh, I would like to have some grass. I made a big mistake, I think. I got uh, pasture grass several years ago, and uh, uh, it's pretty ugly. It's great <laughs> if you're a horse, but, yeah. uh, you know, it gets real, real tall, Yeah, and uh, I don't care much for that. So now I've got some grass that it says it's good in shade, and then I bought some other grass, which is mixed shade yeah. and sun, and I got full sun because I've got all of those things here, and I was just want to scatter some stuff and see what happens. Yeah. I don't want... A golf course. Right. I, I totally get where you're coming from. And actually, it's actually um, kind of something I've been thinking about a lot because my parents uh, bought a place in Lapine, Oregon, and have kind of a, a similar situation to what you have going on. They got a lot of uh, pine uh-huh. trees and a lot of open area. They oh, have yeah. to do. They've been doing a lot of cleanup. They just got into the area, but they're um, they've been doing a lot of cleanup. My dad was asking me the same sort of thing, like, what kind of stuff can I put in there? The soil is very different. I notice over there, it's almost like um, walking on a, a carpet. The soil is so soft over there, so it's a little bit different really? than I think what you're dealing with. Well, we got a lot of clay here. Yeah, I think. and and it's pretty deep on my place. Yeah, uh, they put in some uh, 500 gallon tanks, and uh, boy, there's at least three feet of top. Yeah, uh, it's mostly clay. Right. So I think you you can definitely. I I don't know if I would rototill it honestly, Mo. I think what you are going to oh. end up happening. What's going to end up happening if you rototill it is you're probably going to end up with more of the stuff that you don't want. Uh, than you yeah. are the stuff you do want. So I would probably avoid rototilling. I would maybe just uh, consider doing like a low mowing. And then what you really want to do, you can absolutely get more wildflowers, but I really want you to like, um, I don't know of a resource offhand, but if uh, what we'd want, oh, absolutely I do. Uh, Snake River Valley Seed um, Co-op, we sell a ton of their seeds. They're all locally raised seeds. Those are the those are the types of wild seed that you want. Uh, you want something that's local um, because a lot of times the other mixes that you'll get for wildflower seeds are not local stuff. They're usually you know coming from all over the place, and they're really nice, but not something I would plant up in the forest because I don't think they're going to do well yeah. there for one. But we do yeah, really want to well, promote that that locally grown, not just locally grown, but you know wildflowers that I'm are that. here. Yeah, and that's yeah. what we want to grow. So the Snake River Valley Co-op is a great resource for that wildflower seed. And if you, um, why don't we? Why don't you hold on the line and let me get some contact info from you so I can give you a call, and or maybe Tara can get that here in oh, just a second. Can I mention one more thing before yeah. uh, we fade away? Uh, I forgot to mention that the yard is irregular. Beyond oh yeah, just a little bit, and that's the main reason I wanted rotor. I see. Yeah, I think you about. did mention that, and I totally forgot about it. So yeah, that you know you could, I would do it. Just be sparing with it. You know, go don't go super deep. Go relatively shallow, and then fluff that up, and then get like a, a grading rake or some sort of larger rake, and and that will. Um, or you could just bring in. Um, now, nah, I bringing in new soil would be probably not advantageous i i think yeah to go ahead and do it just like i said be sparing with it don't go try to go you know a foot deep just try to go you know a couple inches 
maybe you know yeah. maybe two or three yeah. inches to get that just that top layer of soil kind of fluffed up so it'll be easier to move and rake into your grade. Okay, that's a good idea. Okay, and then All stay right, on the line there. The uh, yeah, Tar- yeah, I appreciate the call, Mo. Um, Tara's going to pick up and get some info for you, so I can try to get some uh, uh, more contact for that Sink River Valley Co-op, so you can get in touch with them. Let's go to Jim in Nampa. Jim, how's it going? How can I help you today? Good, great show. I just got a quick question for you. I'm wanting. I've got a bunch of weeds in my lawn. And I was just thinking about hitting that with uh, a power rake and seeding seeding it this fall. Yeah. Or option two, hitting hitting the weeds. I think they're kochia weeds mm. and stuff like that with a two four D. Yeah. And then letting it set a few days, and then hitting it with a power rake. What's your recommendation? So, is this a brand new lawn? No. Oh, okay, so it's been around. Um, yeah. If you so, I think, man, with kosher, what I so what I would do, I personally, I would recommend that you uh, cut it down low as we're kind of getting into the cooler time here. Cut it, cut it, start cutting it lower. Uh, do the power raking and get your seed down, and then you might need to do a little more seeding in the spring. Um, but getting more seed in there should prevent any of that kosher from coming back. Uh, because it, the kochia, I don't, kochia is not an annual, but it's a, it's a, it's not going to compete well if the grass is fuller and, and most weeds won't if the grass is fuller. And that is actually something I was planning on talking about today. Uh, we've just had so many calls, which is tremendous, but, uh, just the, the power of reseeding the lawn on multiple occasions, sometimes even in the same year can really do a lot of good things for the lawn and really get rid of a lot of weeds and a lot of issues. So I would go the um, the power raking reseeding route. I generally recommend that in the spring, but it's not something that is set in stone for me. You can absolutely do it in the fall. And uh, do the power rake, uh, like I said, mow it low, rake, power rake it, get your seed down, put some Humagreen over the top of it, and uh, that stuff will come in real nice before we get start getting Wonderful. too real cold. Hey, I appreciate you guys, and you guys keep doing what you're doing. Well, thanks so much, Jim. I appreciate that. We're going to go to a quick break. We're going to come back for one more segment here in the Zamzo's Garden Show with KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is Jim Zamzo, and due to the unprecedented drought we've experienced and some people's irrigation water being shut off early, we've updated our recommendations for applying Zamzo's Humagreen and Zamzo's Lawn Food, which are steps three and four of our Zamzo's Lawn Program. First, if you've not applied Zamzo's Humagreen, it's not too late. In fact, applying Humagreen now will help your lawn stay healthy, especially if your water gets cut back. That's because Zamzo's Humagreen helps lawns retain water in the soil, but Humagreen needs nitrogen in the soil. So applying your Zamzo's lawn food now is not only a good idea, it's necessary for Humagreen to work its magic. For that reason, we're advising everyone to apply their Zamzo's lawn food early while you've still got water. So stop by any of our 13 stores and pick up some Humagreen and Zamzo's lawn food and apply them both. Together, they'll work wonders and help your lawn stay healthy and green no matter what happens the rest of the summer. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. Nate Shellman, live, weekday afternoons, 3 to 6 on 670 KBOI. 
All right, we are back for part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show. This show has just flown by because you guys have been so great and had so many calls and questions. I really appreciate you listening and calling in and uh, just let me be a part of uh, what you got going on. So if you want to do that, we can probably get another call or two in, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. We got a call during the break from Howard in Nampa. Howard, how's it going? How can I help you today? Hey, it's going good. Um how do you kill bindweed in an existing lawn without killing the lawn? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'll tell you what. Bindweed is um, my – I feel like it's – I don't want to give it more than it's worth, but I feel like it's the bane of my existence when it comes to lawns. <laughs> it is It is so difficult to control. Now, you can control it. I'll tell you what I've found to be the most effective and what I've kind of switched to. I really like our ultra weed control, and a lot of people have told me they've controlled it with our ultra. Ultra does not kill the lawn. I have not found it to be very effective. I've actually used to a different product we've, we've, we carry. Um, it's called Brush Killer, uh, and it sounds m- more... Uh, killy than it is <laughs> it is actually a 24d uh trimec um uh formulation and i've actually found it to work really well it will not kill the grass and it is just uh the thing that i've noticed about this one is that it is slower and i think that makes a difference when it comes to bindweed because it's slow it doesn't um it doesn't burn the foliage down really quick. I think it's getting more time to get into the soil. So I would really recommend trying that one. We have it at any of our stores. It's just called, uh, excuse me, Brush Killer or BK32. And I've really, I've, okay. I've really liked it. Yeah. So I would give that yeah, one a try. Um, also, um, I had heard that the best time to kill bindweed is in the fall, and I think the explanation had something to do with it as it goes into dormancy. It's storing up sugars or storing up food, and so it will uptake more of the uh, killer. Yeah. Uh, no, anything is that right? Or? Yes, absolutely. Fall is the best time to kill any weed because of that. Correct. Okay. Very yeah. good. Well, thank you. You're on it. Good luck, Howard. Appreciate the call. Uh, let's go to Ken in Nampa. Ken, how's it going? How can we help you today? Good morning. Uh, I have something I call the devil weed. I think officially it's called creeping spurge. Mm. I've sprayed it. I've pulled it. I've cussed it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, now I'm discussing it. Uh, yeah. That on weed, it, it'll jump six feet from the ground, clear up into your hanging plants. Mm, yeah. Is there a better way to a way to deal with that other than just tolerate it? Or what? Um, no, there's certainly a way to to- tolerate it. Does this? Um, you said creeping spurge. I think it's called creeping spurge. It just kind of grows flat to the ground, very small leaf, like kind of red. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, you can actually prevent it um, really easily uh, with um, crab our crabgrass preventer. Um, or, or any, really any, um, weed preventer, um, you know, like preen is one that's a commonly used one. Uh, we have one called a maze, which I really like, or the crabgrass preventer we use in our lawn that will put that down in the fall or in the spring, right? You're going to put it down in the spring, but it's going to be late spring. Spurge comes up very late. And so usually if you're putting it on in March, it's not going to be around in time to stop the spurge. So you got to get it on in, um, you want to. Put it on around mid to late May to stop the spurge. Uh, 
Okay, okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to give that a go. I appreciate your help this you, morning. You got it. Thanks for the call, Ken. We got them backed up here. Rose in Boise. Rose, how's it going? How can I help you? Hi, it's going good. Hey, hi. What I'm wondering is I have a bunch of pears on my tree. Do okay. I pick them? They're hard as rocks. Or do I put them, pick them now? Are they ever going to get softened on the tree? I hear they don't. Jeff. No, they're, yeah, they're going to, they're going to stay pretty, um, pretty, uh, firm up on the tree uh, and a lot of your ripening is going to happen off off the tree um, you can let them stay there for a little bit longer a lot of times people will say you know letting something go through a frost even can kind of help I wouldn't wait that long but I'd give them a little bit of time and then what you can do this is the trick I learned a long time ago and you might already know it but put them in um, if you want them to ripen quickly put them in a paper bag with a banana and they will ripen real fast it sounds crazy but bananas have um, the hormone that produces or causes things to uh, ripening is essentially decomposition so that hormone speeds up ripening. So if you put a banana in with your, you can do this with avocados, really anything you want to ripen really quickly. Um, But yeah, you can do that or just store them. If you want to let them sit for a while, those guys don't need to be in a refrigerator for, you know, eventually you'll want them in a refrigerator, but you can store them up on the counter or, you know, just something just the main thing is that they stay dry and, uh, and they'll ripen up to, to whatever you want. With a banana, do you have to peel the banana or? Nope. You can just, yep. You'll just put oh, the whole okay. banana in there. So. Okay. I'll do that. You bet. All right. I'm trying good. to shake them off my tree. It's too much work. <laughs> well, that's I put them good. in a plastic sack, you know, I got them off. Okay. And then my sack broke and I had pears <laughs> all over my yard. <laughs> well, that's, that's great. I've never had a lot of luck with pears. For some reason, mine always uh, blew off in the wind and uh, the pear tree yeah. I have now just has not done real well. So I, uh, hopefully oh. in this next year, I'll be, start getting some I pears. I wish my pear, pears would blow off to the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I should say that because we all need our food. You yeah. Know, fruit. Well, that's but great. I, sounds like you're doing Maybe something right there, Rose. Them. All right. Oh, I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> you got it. All right. Good luck with that. Appreciate the call, Rose. We got just a couple more minutes. So probably not going to be able to get another phone call in there, but I appreciate so many calls today. I was not expecting a lot of calls. I figured everybody's going to be out doing something for Labor Day, but that's awesome. I appreciate all of it. Uh, just to finish up here, we'll just throw it out there one more time. Frisbee Fest is September 18th at Ann Morrison Park. Um, that's a Saturday, starts at 11. If you're registering, you can do that at any Zamzos right now. They have your registration forms, they have your Frisbees, and uh, you can start practicing. It is a tremendously fun event. I, uh, I enjoy uh, going every year. And, uh, you know, you, it's the only thing that I can think of that lets your dog be a star. And there are so many people that are going to be there cheering for your dog. It'll be just great. And the dogs, they know that they've done something good. Even if they don't catch it, they still feel like a star. And you can see it in them. It's an awesome day. Uh, so definitely check that out. Trees and shrubs are still 40% off until the 10th, and uh, that's about all I got. We're going to cut it off a little bit early here. Appreciate all the calls. We'll talk to you again next week here on the Zamzo's Garden Show. Have a good one, everybody.
Hi, this is Jim Zamzel, and after taking last year off, Zamzel's Fundamentals Frisbee Fest is back for our 29th year. The event is Saturday, September 18th at 11 a.m. at Ann Morrison Park. And in case you're new to the area, Zamzel's Fundamentals Frisbee Fest is a frisbee catching contest for dogs, sponsored by Zamzel's Fundamentals line of dog food and Fox 9 Television. Come watch dogs of all sizes and breeds compete in distance and style for great prizes. The Idaho Humane Society will be there for the 29th year, serving hot dogs and Pepsi for a donation. And Powderhouse Brewing Company will be back serving their popular house brew at the beer garden. To enter your dog, just stop by any of our 13 Zamzos. And each entry receives an official 2021 Frisbee and a t-shirt. So bring your dog. Then we'll see you Saturday, September 18th at 11 a.m. at Ann Morrison Park for the 29th Annual Zamzo's Fundamentals Frisbee Fest, sponsored by Fox 9 Television and your friends right here at Zamzo's.